Hello there, and welcome back to Stew on This. I'm Stu Bittman. This week's episode is called No One Gets Out Alive. Years ago, there was a Facebook post I really enjoyed, obviously put out by a dog lover. It was called Pet Diaries. The cat diary was a litany of complaints and threats and escape plans, essentially. <laughs> and the dog diary was something like, 7 o'clock, wake up, my favorite thing. 7.30, breakfast, my favorite thing. 8 o'clock, get scratched behind the ears, my favorite thing. 8.30, walk in the park, my favorite thing. I think you get the idea. <laughs> well, I'm a dog lover too, and my dog Brenna has been one of my anchors this year. I am so grateful for her. Not just for her companionship, her loyalty, her unconditional love, which have been huge gifts for me this year especially, but, but as a teacher. I watch her a lot. I observe her, and, and I notice that makes her nervous, so I have to be sneaky about that. But when I notice, uh, when I do watch her, I notice that there are major differences between how she and I respond to life. For one thing, she never seems to confuse what she has or what she doesn't have with who she is. I do this all the time. I often get so attached to what I have or don't have that I make it part of my very identity talking about my experiences, my problems, my worries, my relationships, my job, my bank account, my, my body, my thoughts, my feelings, my story. These are all things I have, but they are not who I am. And the simple fact that I refer to them as my this and my that seems to underline this confusion. And whenever I get those things confused, when I identify my very being with these things identify meaning, by the way, to regard as the same, then I become emotionally invested in them. I, I give them power over me. So then as they go, I go, as if we were chained together. Brenna doesn't seem to have any of these chains. She has obvious preferences, but she doesn't get attached to things. Sometimes She'll carry a stick for like four miles, and I only have to say, leave it once, and she drops it. I mean, it may take another leave it or two for her to give it up completely, but I'm consistently amazed at this. If, it was, if this was me, I'd say, are you kidding? I just carried this damn thing for two hours. I swallowed all that dirt and all that bark, and now you want me to leave it? <laughs> well, Brenna just makes a different choice that's still aligned with who she is. What's important to her? She makes another choice based on her core values. So she'll pick up another stick, or she'll pick up a ball, or she'll just run around, or she'll swim, or she'll smell. <laughs> I've never once heard her say something like, I'll never be able to put another stick in my mouth ever again. Nope, she doesn't seem to have any attachment to what she might make things mean. I, on the other hand, have a huge cerebral cortex, so it might require me to tell myself, leave it about 700 times before I let something go. Maybe you can relate. Besides all that, just like being out in nature, Brenner reminds me that there's still order and ease in this universe. There's still things proceeding in this world that are quote-unquote normal, and that's been a big thing for me. And perhaps the most important thing, perhaps the most helpful thing she has been able to remind me of that is how she seems to squeeze 
every drop out of life every day. Brenda essentially has two gears, overdrive and neutral. (laughs) And she seems to enjoy them both immensely and equally. Brenna does not seem to have any fear of death. I assume she doesn't have the mental construct, uh, construct to know she's going to die sometime in the future, but maybe she does, and she's just figured out how not to fear it. Either way, even though she has a self-preservation instinct, that instinct never seems to interfere with her being able to meet each and every moment with reckless abandonment and live each and every moment the way she chooses to. Well, that's a biggie. So I continue to watch her and even ask myself often, what would Brenna do? <laughs> you know, it might help me to to have most of my brain removed so it matches the size of hers. But I figure I can do this. I can emulate her even with my huge cerebral cortex. You know what? I kind of prefer being a human being anyway. I would not want to eat that same dry, disgusting kibble twice a day for the rest of my life. (laughs) But Brenna reminds me that I know I'm not getting out of this world alive, and based on that knowing, I have two choices. I can live in contraction, separation, and isolation. I can live in an eternal quest for safety in this environment. I can live in an eternal quest to live as long as possible, Um, I would call all that fear, but that's your choice if you don't want to call it fear. Or we can choose to live each day as if it were our last. As Gandhi said, live as if you were to die tomorrow, learn as if you were to live forever. This is the way Brenna lives. And it might be time for more of us to make that kind of choice. In the face of current issues, I'm choosing to keep on living. Perhaps another way of describing the choice we all have based on knowing we're not going to be here forever is to ask ourselves, when did length of life become more important than quality of life? Personally, if I were dying or someone I love were dying, there is no way on God's earth anyone or anything could tell me I can't be with them, can't be with my loved ones at the end. And if I'm not going to let anyone tell me I can't be with my loved ones at the end, it's really hard for me to let anyone tell me I can't do that now. For me, freedom to choose, connecting with people, and being with my loved ones are about the most important reasons for living. If the world is heading in a direction where those things are are taking that away from us, then personally, I don't want to live one extra day in a world like that. It is certainly a fearful time. And perhaps we can use that to remember that none of us is getting out of here alive. And then in turn, think about what would be the most important things we'd want to experience at the end of our life and start experiencing those things right now. Let's not let the fear of death stop us from living. Yeah, stew on that. And I'll see you next week.